The Rwando Podcast is an exploration of the unconscious and the game of life. Be sure to visit Rwando.com to get a preview chapter of my upcoming book, Infinite Play, and free access to my content library. Enjoy the show. If you're a grown man, the topic of commitment must have come up at some point in your life. Specifically, if you're a man who dates women, it probably shows up around the 3 to 10 date mark. But in this video, I want to speak about commitment, not from uh, the how to navigate it in relationships necessarily, but specifically on what men get out of commitment. I think for, for most guys, especially young guys, it's seen as this inconvenience or this thing that kind of goes against our nature. I wouldn't call myself a commitment phobe, but probably a lot of the women I've dated would. Um, this video, I want to speak about the virtue of commitment and why it's a masculine virtue and why it is actually a critical key of growing up as a man and embodying your king archetype. So this came up recently because uh, I'm in this wonderful relationship right now and we we're speaking about commitment. I actually brought this up like I've always been anti-monogamy, I've always been against weddings and conventional anything and specifically things like wedding bands. I've always seen like, ah, oh, like this mark of oppression. Like I, I never wear ties even where I wear suits. It just seems like a, an act of submission to wear a tie. But I was thinking like for the right person, for the right person who I'm really in love with, who I really want to spend my life with and I want to like make a show, not even to her, not even to society, but to myself, I would totally tattoo my finger for her, which I know is like a kind of a silly thing. It's my own idiosyncrasy. But there's something about like this idea of getting a tattoo as a mark of permanence that felt noble or it felt it felt very different than like wearing a ring so I started exploring this it's like it's a very interesting idea like why is it that I would never wear a ring but there's something about like a, making a permanent stand a permanent declaration that not only feels good it feels particularly masculine commitment is a masculine virtue specifically because of the fact that males don't need to commit which is why the choice is meaningful. And of course, yes, modern humans have evolved in many ways, especially our society has evolved away from our primal ancestry. But still, our biology is the root of our feelings and uh, most of our behavior still. And at least in the wild, a female human, especially when she's pregnant, has every incentive to attach herself to someone who will protect and provide. The nature of uh, human pregnancy is that it leaves the mother very vulnerable at certain times. So for her to survive, she has to, which is probably why in hetero relationships, you almost always hear the woman bring up commitment first. Yes, there's cultural reasons, but it's still rooted in biology. And yes, women uh, sleep around too. I mean, there's a biological argument that women sleep around or cuckolds men sometimes because they want to collect the best sperm and they can let uh, the sperm decide who the father is. But even still, even if a woman is cuckolding a man, she cheated on him, uh, she's having someone else's baby, she still has an incentive to commit her loyalty, at least publicly, to the man who seems to want to protect and provide for her. Whereas males, they certainly don't have a survival benefit from committing, from allocating their resources, their time, their attention, their strength and their abilities to someone else. Uh, a male of any mammalian species, or really any species, can go around spreading his sperm around, uh, expecting some of his offspring to make it to the next round of life, and really can do that without breaking a sweat or, or worrying about things. And you can kind of see this now in modern humans when we look at the, the rise in fatherless homes, fathers walking out on their families and shirking their seeming social responsibility or in some ways biological responsibility. These things are certainly damaging to children. That's, that's obvious, lots of correlations between uh, rough childhoods and fatherlessness. But I would argue there's also a detriment to the father who walks out. The father who walks out is also robbing himself of an experience. He's uh, 
He's muting a part of his masculine archetype, which is critical for his self-esteem, for his growth, for his power, for your ability to fully individuate yourself as a man. When a man chooses to allocate his resources, whether it's financial or his time, his attention, his energy, to something that's beyond his selfish comfort, beyond his selfish survival needs, he taps into a part of himself that wouldn't be tapped into otherwise. He accesses certain abilities and power. He musters certain courage and virtue that you can't possibly access when you're just thinking about yourself. And another way to put this is like the transition from the warrior archetype to the king archetype is all about making your life about other people, about not just trying to win your own selfish battles, but to also do something for the sake of something greater than yourself. When you make a commitment to do something that involves other people, that benefits other people, and you stand by your word, right? It's not just an empty promise. You actually can back it up. It's maybe one of the reasons why I'm really drawn to tattoos because of their permanence, right? You put a mark on your body that means something to you. You can't really go back on it. I mean, yes, you can get tattoos removed in this day and age, but like, at least in, in, in ideal, you're making a stand of like, this mark matters, or this thing I'm doing matters. I actually think one of the things I don't like about the wedding ring is so easy to take it off and throw it away, like divorce is so simple. The reason why this commitment to something bigger gives you ability, gives you power, at least one way to look at it, is that you, you move from selfish individual identity of like, thinking like, oh, I just, I'm looking out for myself, my brain power, my energy, uh, my motivation, my abilities, my competence, whatever it is, is just for this like one little unit that I call myself for your ego. When you start to commit to something, whether it's a relationship or family or a country or a team or whatever, when you commit to something that's bigger than you, you are now identifying with the whole group. When you identify with something bigger, you muster certain courage that I think humans can only access when they're tapped into something bigger than themselves. I mean, if you look at like some of the troubles people have when they get addicted to substances or end up being really lonely. Like these are some of the most negative experiences for our soul because they're so isolating experiences. Like when you're when you're in that state of mind, all you are is you and yourself, and that's such a terrifying experience because it's hard to feel powerful when you're just doing things for yourself. It is hard to find meaning when you're just doing things for yourself. As opposed to when you commit to something that's greater, you have to muster courage because you know you're not just letting yourself down if you fail, you're letting down other people, ideally people that you care about. The thing is, it's only powerful, it's only meaningful if it's an act of choice. Again, the reason why commitment is meaningful and why it is a masculine trait is that males don't have to commit. You get to choose what to commit. I'm not saying you should go around pledging yourself to things without discretion because that's not actually morality. It's not actually choice. And that's kind of the moral of one of my favorite movies, A Clockwork Orange. It's all about essentially how if you're not getting to choose, if you're conditioned into your choices, that's not morality. You have to choose. I could certainly imagine uh, certain women dating guys sending a guy this video and being like, oh, you see, this is why you need to commit to me. Um, that's, that's not the case. Part of the joy of growing up, part of stepping into your king archetype is that you get to pick with discretion from all of the experiences you have in life, from all the potential partners, from all the potential uh, life purposes and vocations and hobbies and people and groups. You get to pick what you think you should put all of your energy into. And the reward that you get from that is not necessarily the explicit reward. Yes, there's like, it's just nice to support your family or, so, or give yourself to a job or develop a skill. But just in the act of committing to something that you yourself have chosen allows you to muster certain elements of your character that you would not be able to access by just doing 
things for your own comfort. Like it, it's just impossible. Like a person can't muster those those elements of like real metal of real masculinity by just seeking comfort or doing things that are easy or doing things that are selfish. You get to choose what matters to you and by committing to it because of the simple fact that you don't have to commit to anything because you're choosing to do it out of your own volition. That's where you get the real benefit from. Thank you for watching this video. Feel free to subscribe if you want. And if exploring your masculinity is important to you, if tapping into your real authentic masculine archetype and your masculine self matters to you, I recommend checking out my 21 day program, the Masculine Archetype Challenge. It's a 21 day program with lessons and micro missions designed to help you get in touch with your own masculine archetype, your own authentic expression of masculinity. You can access that at rwando.com slash archetype. And if anxiety is something you've dealt with, I've created something new. It's free specifically for men dealing with anxiety. If you experience anxiety, you know it's an all-encompassing feeling. It's like contraction at the most primal level. When you feel anxious, it's hard to tap into your authentic powers. It's hard to do anything when you're anxious. So I created this uh, short video with three simple exercises that you can do right then and there within 15 minutes to disable anxiety and move on with your life. You can access that at anxietycure.ruando.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. Get off your screen if you've been on your screen for a while. Do some push-ups, walk around the block, do something fun, and maybe, just maybe, commit to something bigger.